Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Well, faithful listeners, it is almost the weekend. It is the best day of the week. Personally, I think that Fridays are the best day of the week. But let me know what your favorite day of the week is, because I love to get to know you guys. I love hearing from all of you. And thank you to everybody who has been reaching out. I just love seeing your testimonies and, you know, how you found the podcast or just, you know, introducing yourself. I love learning about you guys and hearing about you guys. So thank you to everybody who has been reaching out. It is very appreciated. Now, if you have a prayer request or you just want to introduce yourself, feel free to contact me. You'll find my information in the bio of this podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk about marriage. We're also going to be talking about divorce. This is going to be a really fun (laughs) episode. I don't know if I'm convincing you guys here. It's going to be a fun episode. And actually, I think God kind of prepared me a little bit for this episode because I recently uploaded on YouTube one of my old episodes from Matthew where I was talking about, I think it was Matthew chapter 18, where Jesus confronts the Pharisees when they ask him about divorce. And I just happened to listen to that episode because I almost never listen to my episodes, almost never. And uh, I was very bored that day because I was driving and I was like, I'm going to listen to my one of my YouTube episodes. And it happened to be that one. And I didn't even know I was about to be talking about divorce. So I kind of feel like God sort of prepared me a little bit because he reminded me of some of the stuff I had researched back when I did Matthew chapter 18. So this will be really interesting because Matthew 18 actually mirrors what we're going to be talking about today in Deuteronomy 24. So go ahead and grab your Bible and your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning. I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but feel free to read out of the version that you prefer. But let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 24. When a man takes a wife and marries her, then it shall be if she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some unseemly thing in her, that he shall write her a certificate of divorce, put it in her hand and send her out of his house. When she has departed out of his house, she may go and be another man's wife. If the latter husband hates her and writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies, who took her to be his wife, her former husband who sent her away may not take her again to be his wife after she is defiled, for that would be an abomination to Yahweh. You shall not cause the land to sin, which Yahweh your God gives you for an inheritance." When a man takes a new wife, he shall not go out in the army, neither shall he be assigned any business. He shall be free at home one year and shall cheer his wife, whom he has taken. Oh, what's this uh, cheering his wife mean? (laughs) We'll talk about that very soon. Okay, so verses one through four here is talking about divorce and basically the Old Testament way to handle divorce which is basically the New Testament way to handle divorce, actually. And let me explain why. So it says here, a man takes a wife and marries her. Then it shall be if she find no favor in his eyes because he has found some unseemly thing in her. Now, what this actually means is something indecent. And actually, most versions of the Bible say the word indecent or indecency when it talks about this uh, this verse. Actually, the World English Bible, I noticed, was one of the few versions that did not say 
the word indecency. It says unseemly instead, but it basically means the same thing. Indecency is some sort of moral wrong. And traditionally, indecency means a moral wrong regarding some sort of like sexual act. And that was something I did talk about when I discussed Matthew chapter 18. And actually, let's go over to Matthew 18 for a second and talk about that. Actually, I'm sorry. It's Matthew chapter 19. Starting in verse three, it says some Pharisees came to him or to Jesus to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. Now, in Mark chapter 10, this entire story is actually repeated, but Jesus actually includes that if a woman divorces her husband, that is also an act of adultery, except for sexual immorality, of course. So um, we're talking about males and females as a whole. So this wasn't just applying to males, because why would Jesus in Mark chapter 10 mentioned that women could divorce their husbands also. Now, we know later on in the New Testament that even Paul talks about women divorcing their husbands. So clearly, both men and women at that time period for certain circumstances could divorce each other. Women could also divorce their husbands. Otherwise, I don't know why Jesus would have mentioned it unless he was talking about like a future day or something. where women could divorce their husbands. But Paul also mentioned that women divorced husbands. So in general, I do believe that the divorce rule was talking about both men and women. And the reason I believe that is because Mark chapter 10, Jesus mentions women divorcing their husbands, also being an act of adultery. Going back to Deuteronomy chapter 24, It says that when a man takes a wife and marries her, then it shall be if she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some unseemly thing in her. And like I said earlier, that unseemly thing would be something indecent, something sexually promiscuous about this woman. In that case, he could give her a certificate of divorce. But what this also tells me, which is quite fascinating, was that even though a man and a woman we know if they committed adultery together, the law said that they were technically supposed to be stoned. This entire rule actually implies that the husband could forgive the wife, not cause her to be stoned, and vice versa. If a husband cheated on his wife, the wife could also forgive her husband and not cause him to be stoned. And I think Jesus even kind of mirrors this in Matthew 19 and in Mark chapter 10, where the only reason a man was supposed to divorce his wife was through sexual immorality. And that was almost like the gracious thing to do in that circumstance. So through Jesus's teachings, we established that Deuteronomy 24 was only meant 
for sexual immorality. Otherwise, any other kind of divorce was considered to be adultery. And the reason this was, was because of the hardness of people's hearts. You know, a wife having a hard heart goes and cheats on her husband. And that husband having his hard heart is unable to forgive her. So because of the unforgiveness and the sinning against each other, the rule for divorce was put into place. And in some ways, it was almost a mercy. Because here's what it says. He shall write her a certificate of divorce put it in her hand and send her out of his house. That's that's the mercy about this, actually. That woman, her life is spared because the husband, in a way, had some grace for her by giving her a certificate of divorce for her sexual immorality. He put it in her hand and he sent, sent her out of the house. So now when she is departed out of the house, she may go and be another man's wife. So if the husband serves the wife with a divorce papers, and vice versa, by the way. This is talking about both men and women. If a wife serves her husband divorce papers, that spouse can go and get remarried according to the Old Testament law. However, when they get remarried to somebody, if that marriage ends in divorce, that husband or that wife could not go back to his or her former spouse. Now, this was kind of perplexing to me because all throughout scripture, we sort of find out that, you know, the initial marriage is a good thing, right? Like a husband or a wife getting back together with his or her spouse is typically considered to be a good thing. But God says no. In the case, if they get remarried, they are not allowed to go back to their former spouse. So I had to look this up as to why. And I believe it's because divorces weren't supposed to be taken lightly. A divorce was a very, very solemn thing and still is to this day a very solemn thing and so if people are just getting divorced willy-nilly and getting back together and and you know i think that is what god was trying to avoid just doing divorces for any reason at all which is actually what ended up happening anyway because a lot of the pharisees of jesus's day did believe that they could divorce their wife for like whatever reason at all and, and many of them did and Jesus was making it so clear to the Pharisees, no, that's not what that law in Deuteronomy 24 was talking about. That law was talking about sexual immorality. I mean, Jesus laid it out so clearly in Matthew chapter 19 about what this law is talking about. Sexual immorality. This law was not, you know, a, a reason for a man to just be sick of his wife and give her a certificate of divorce. And in fact, we find out in Malachi which was one of the prophets in the Old Testament, God was so angry with the people just cheating on their spouses and, and writing divorces left and right. God actually said that when a man wrote a certificate of divorce for his wife, that he was overwhelming her with cruelty because he wasn't doing it at that time because his wife was cheating on him. He was doing it because he found a hotter girl that he wanted to marry. Now, the other interesting thing is, Going back to Matthew chapter 19, Jesus says in verse four, haven't you read, he replied that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. They are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. That was God's design for marriage from the very beginning of time to make two people united into one. The word united is almost like 
being super glued together, like the strongest super glue that you could ever imagine, basically. Those two people have now become one. Now, of course, they're both individual people. You know, I'm so different from my husband in so many in like my husband and I couldn't be more opposite. We are so different from each other, but we are united as one person. Basically, we are together collectively as one. We are a team. And that's how God designed marriage to be. He designed two people to be united as a team. Now, you might be asking me at this point, well, Jen, what if one spouse is not working together in that marriage? And they're not a team. Honestly, that's a very difficult question and one that I don't know if I can answer super well, but I'm going to give it my best shot. I do think that marriage should just be worked on as much as you possibly can work on it. I definitely would never recommend somebody who is not getting like abused by their spouse to get a divorce. Now, the reason I do think that abuse is something that somebody can get a divorce for is because of the verse, uh, God desires mercy and not sacrifice. And that marriage relationship has already been broken due to the abuse. That That's not a marriage relationship. That is not a partnership. However, when I talk about abuse, don't get me wrong here. I, I'm talking like physical abuse in that circumstance. And as far as uh, sexual immorality, yes, I do think that you can get a divorce biblically. But I do think you really, really, really need to think about it and really need to analyze it before you get a divorce. And also, if your marriage isn't good, but there's no sexual immorality going on, there's no like physical abuse going on and your spouse is just kind of annoying, (laughs) like all spouses kind of are, including myself, then you absolutely just need to work on living with that person as best you possibly can, because that is the spouse that God gave you. Romans 12, verse 18 actually says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. As far as it concerns you, do the best you possibly can to live at peace with every single person. That includes your spouse, because God joined you guys together. You are one person. You are united, like with a spiritual super glue. Let nobody separate what God has joined together. So I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy 24 here. Divorces aren't supposed to be taken lightly, which is why I think that God puts the command in here that after the wife gets remarried, she shouldn't be allowed to go back to her previous husband. And in fact, God calls that a sin. He says, for that would be an abomination to Yahweh. You shall not cause the land to sin, which Yahweh your God gives you for an inheritance. So marriage vows are not supposed to be taken lightly. As we found out actually in the chapter before this, God expects people who make a vow to keep that vow. And honestly, if they don't keep that vow, that is a sin on their part. So marriage vows, it's no different. You're making a vow. You're making a vow under God. You're making a vow to each other. And so God expects people to keep those marriage vows. So if a man or a woman gets a divorce and goes and marries another person, Once again, they're in a marriage relationship. They made vows to that new person. So they better stay with that person, basically, I think is what God is saying here. And it would not be good to go back to the previous husband or the previous wife. And God even calls that an abomination when it happens. So that's it's not good. Now, guys, if you do want to hear my episode from 
Matthew 19 that I did previously, like a couple years ago. I'm going to put it in the description of this podcast episode so you can check that out and get more insight into, you know, marriage and stuff. So we talked about divorce. Now let's talk about God's heart towards marriage. In verse five here, when a man takes a new wife, he shall not go out in the army, neither shall he be assigned any business. He shall be free at home one year and shall cheer his wife whom he has taken. If you read this in the ESV version of scripture, actually, let me go over there for a second. It says, when a man is newly married, he shall not go out with the army or be liable for any other public duty. He shall be free at home one year to be happy with his wife whom he has taken. And the footnote actually says, or to make happy his wife. So this is God's like heart towards marriage. And he's almost protecting this new marriage by putting this rule into place. Because a man going out to the army or having to do any other kind of public duty was putting the man not only away from his family for an extended period of time, but he was also protecting that marriage relationship, allowing it to grow because a man going out to army could potentially be killed, right? And and so God is uh, not allowing that to happen. The other thing I kind of like about this is that God is talking specifically about the wife in this situation, that the husband was supposed to make his wife happy for an entire year, like be home with her, be around her, enjoy her, be with her. And she was also supposed to be uh, doing the same thing with him. And it's just a really cute and sweet glimpse into God's heart for marriage. This union is just so special and it's so wonderful. There's really nobody else in this world that makes me happy the way my husband makes me. I don't often say that. My husband and I, we, we tease each other incessantly. You would never know that we liked each other. (laughs) But it's so true, though. My marriage relationship has gotten better over the years. At one point in time, it was it was pretty rocky. I've mentioned that before on the podcast. But I mean, I've gone through my fair share of marriage issues, as has my husband, obviously, since we're together. But um, our, our relationship has just gotten so much better over the years. And we've really learned each other and really learned how to not push each other's buttons, honestly. But like I said, there's nobody on earth that makes me as happy as my husband makes me. And I hope it's the same for my husband also. I I do think it is the same. I think I make my husband happy also. But that's what's so special about the marriage relationship. There's nobody quite like your spouse. There's nobody you know better than your spouse. That marriage relationship is so special. And God, for the first year of this young couple's life, He wants them to grow this marriage relationship into something strong and into something beautiful. Because we do know that the first year of marriage is one of the rockiest. (laughs) And God knew that also. So he's giving this young couple a chance to get past that rocky marriage by giving this man some time off to go home and to make his wife happy. It's kind of like the old... uh, the old saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a special little thing that uh, a special little law that God puts in here for the marriage relationship to just thrive. Well, guys, today we talked about divorce, but we also talked about God's heart towards marriage. Don't forget to check out the description of this episode because my Matthew 19 
episode is going to be linked in here and you can check out more about marriage relationships there or just read Matthew 19 yourself to to get the gist of it. But faithful listeners, I do hope that you liked this episode and if you did, please share it. If you were convicted by it, if you're having um, trouble in your marriage or if you're struggling, feel free to send me an email and I will pray for you. I will pray for your marriage relationship. But my word of encouragement to you is just seek out God's will with your marriage. Seek out God's will, because God's will is always the best. He always knows the best way forward. So just do your best to, to seek out God's will for your particular marriage. But have a great weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. Happy listening and God bless.